Hello everybody, FPL teacher here, reviewing Fulham 1, Newcastle 4. One red card doesn't make the review simple, as we look at what Newcastle did for the most part of this episode, to look at what changed, especially since they rested a key player coming back from the international break. Fulham, the proverbial adding insult to injury here involving Mitrovic as well as Nathan Chaloba really doesn't have to be said. And analysing their tactics when they are down to 10 men is an extremely difficult and frankly pointless task. So this segment will largely focus on what Fulham did in vain to defend against Newcastle's threats and what can potentially open them up in the future whether they have Nathan Chaloba replaced or not. Now first and foremost, the space that Chaloba occupied was the right half space which exposed Kevin Mbabu, the right back. That space there, in theory, can be covered by dropping an attacking midfielder deeper, which Andres Pereira was supposed to do, or Harrison Reed could man that position alone, 1v2, as long as he maintains discipline. A lot of this saw neither happen, and for Newcastle's chances in the opening half, what happened with was that Harrison Reed could be seen just gesturing that he recognises plenty of runs made behind him outnumbering Mbabu. Mbabu himself had a lot of trouble trying to figure out whether to mark the default left winger of Newcastle, which was Jacob Murphy, or just trying to hold his position because there was yet another attacker in that zone already. Joe Willock will be given a lot of credit in the later segments, but for now, at least we know that players that move out of positions will overload Fulham and cause a lot of trouble. This was reiterated in the FPL report card series that was done over the international break. So with West Ham, Bournemouth and Villa up next, people do have reason, optimistic reason, to keep Dominic Solanke. While for West Ham, well, we'll see what happens after the West Ham review itself. Newcastle, time for the heroes of the match. Joe Willock is the first name on the team sheet and we usually associate him with right central midfielder. With Bruno Guimaraes playing as a defensive guy, it's rather surprising actually to see Sean Longstaff operate as a box-to-box rather than replacing Bruno Guimaraes as the defensive midfielder himself. Now this meant that by resting Joe Linton, Willock took over in that left central space and boy did he use it with aplomb. Instead of Trippier being the fulcrum in attack, Trippier basically utilised the empty space, the massive empty space that was vacated by Chaloba's departure and Wilson's goal, Almiron's shots, even Almiron's second goal later on in the, sec- in the second half, were all created by Willock being free in that space, overloading right back Kevin Mbabu. So what's special about Willock here usually is that he has really smart transitions on the ball. He would start his runs from deep, play it off to someone like Trippier, and then receive the ball himself in dangerous positions. Here, he did that exactly from the left side, where he switched it out to Trippier, on the right side, made the dangerous run himself, exactly how Granit Zaka does it for Arsenal, 
and he received the ball in the box well enough to assist. No, actually not assist. <laughs> that goal should have been his. But, you know, credit to Callum Wilson for showing strikers' instincts. Later on, shots for Callum Wilson in the 27th. There was an overload where he had for himself in the 43rd minute, as well as Amiron's goal in the 57th, all involved this exact type of overload. Now, it didn't only occur in the left half space. He also worked with the right central midfielder, Sean Longstaff, in order to create further chances. When Willow drifted over to the right central midfield space, what happens is that number one, Trippier becomes super advanced because he doubles up with Willock. Secondly, and most importantly, Sean Longstaff, the 4.4 million midfielder in FPL, becomes a second striker. It's difficult to say whether this joy will be good or short-lived because Joel Linton is expected to start next game. But as it stands, Sean Longstaff at least has enough minutes to warrant investment. Now, in the opening game weeks of the season, there's also a short note made of Bruno Guimaraes constantly looking for Miguel Almiron here. And for Almiron's first goal, it was definitely, we have to give him full credit for the wonderful goal that he had. But that connection between Guimaraes and Almiron was highlighted as early as game week one when they dominated Nottingham Forest. So it just goes to show that Guimaraes is still a thing. And... He may not be popular now, but if Gimarish can continue to replicate his assisting potential from deep, we may be looking at an alternative for the 8 million midfielders. With Fulham being a man down as early as the 5th minute, it's completely understandable that they lost 4-1 here. Especially at home in front of new fans, they have to at least give it a go. So, moving forward, with Joel Palinia coming back, we don't expect this indiscipline to continue. But, more concerning here is that Mitrovic, who was substituted by Vinicius on the half-hour mark, did not become as productive as we would have liked. More concerning is that Mitrovic's replacement, Carlos Vinicius, only had 21 touches all game. Welcome to the Premier League. So, Really, what we are looking out for is the press conference on Friday by Marco Silva on Mitrovic's status. This is FBL Teacher speaking. Follow for Crystal Palace versus Chelsea up next. <laughs>